Welcome in to Off the Cuff Sports. Does it feel like the Super Bowl was just last week? Uh, feels like it's been like a month since the Super Bowl happened. Is that the way it feels for y'all? Yeah. Because I was, I was thinking uh, about what we were going to talk about, and I'm like, nothing really happened this week. And I'm like, wait a minute, the Super Bowl was just last week. Uh, but we'll we'll start with uh, the Distress Club. Um, other than uh, the man on daddy duty, daddy duty over there, say that three times fast. Uh, who is getting admitted into the Distress Club? I don't know about getting admitted, but we just need to go ahead and build a hall for all Los Angeles teams named the Lakers. So, so a VIP room just for the Lakers. Yeah, just for the Lakers. Everybody but LeBron. Anthony Davis is hurt yet again. Um, God almighty, bro. Again, Russell Westbrook is still garbage. LeBron James is averaging 30 points at the five position. I would just go back to Cleveland if I were him. The Lakers are on a one-game win streak right now. Thanks to... Thanks to who? Don't to Russ. Me. Thanks to Russ. He almost Wild. put up a triple-double. Okay. Yeah, we, we almost put up a triple-double. Okay. Russell Westbrook is now down to a 79 overall rating on 2K. Let, let's just Thank you. put that into perspective. This, this, this is 2K. No, okay. It's, 2K, it's 2K pretty accurate. Lies. It's pretty accurate. Mm-mm. But... Once again, like I've said all season, Russ isn't the entire issue with the Lakers. The, the Lakers should have won, never gotten Russ, but uh, they need to trade AD. Um, also set trade LeBron, but I guess he's here for the long run. So, you know, next he's, step is trade. He's going to be there until his son gets drafted and he's going to go to whatever te- that team is. Yeah. And at that point, the Lakers are going to get nothing for him and then they're just going to be in the hole. Uh, yeah, because he, he'll no. he'll just he'll just walk away. He'll have like a one year opt out, and then just then just head out. Unless he gets them to tank so badly that they somehow get the number one seed, one number one pick. They don't have any draft picks. Traded all of them. For oh, AD. they traded all of AD. So, yeah. So who I'm admitting right now is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this man. Gets the number one seed after not wanting to be in Green Bay at all. And then he proceeds to lose to the 49ers. 49ers who could not who could not score at all this year. They are not a scoring team. Um, and then his fiance decided that she doesn't like to date losers and uh Jaylen woodley has now broken up the engagement with aaron Rodgers. so a tough couple weeks for that guy maybe but, he'll maybe he'll cut his hair now shave but, again but that 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 arrangement never made sense to me anyways yeah i mean i think it was just kind of like a a midlife crisis over uh, overcorrection situation after dating uh, who was it Danica Patrick was that the last one he dated her, her or yeah. Olivia Munn one of those two was the last one before Shannon Woodley whatever um, honorary mention have we talked about Auburn recently Auburn tr- the football team no program Auburn has gone through what five, six different um, coordinators uh, since Brian Harson has gotten there. Like twenty odd players have left uh, through the transfer portal this year. They've um, had offensive coordinators get hired, and then two weeks later decide to quit and go somewhere else. Um, you know, they're in a really bad spot. Um, the head coach had allegations of him doing some naughty things with uh, an assistant or a staffer, whoever, mm-hmm. um, that he brought in from Boise State. Um, 
and they're looking like having one of the worst years for any SEC team football-wise. And that's just not something that we expect from Auburn. Um, they went, what, six and seven this past year. I feel like it's going to be worse coming up. So maybe maybe Gus Malzahn wasn't the problem. <laughs> I'm not saying he was the solution, but he wasn't the problem. Hey, first of all, hey, why, why are we speaking like this? Look, Brian Harsin has done wonderful things for all. I say you near foreseeable future. Hey, I'm a 10-year contract. Hell, a lifetime contract. We love everything that he's doing at Auburn. And we pray for him and his family that, hey, whatever he's doing, he keeps doing it. Keep him there. Okay. If I remember correctly, uh, the Iron Bowl this year, yeah, y'all won, but it took you, what, four quarters to score? Uh, I'm sorry. It, it's kind of like, you know, how you know how Georgia won the Natty. It's like they didn't play our best team, so we understand what it's like. But when our second and third stringers can compete in games, and your first team can barely beat, you know, you know, the backups to the backups to the best, you, you kind of get used to it, you know. So, but yeah, roll tie. I, I I don't know. You 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 can't talk about Georgia when Georgia's been uh, running the set of Alabama as of recent. You know, Georgia's won one uh, basketball game in the SEC this year. Guess who was against? Good old Alabama. The trash Georgia what'd squad. What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah. He, he says it's bull. Stop talking. Uh, the, the baby is talking. Can't argue facts. Hey, well, you can't argue facts. Well, we'll, we'll move on from that. We'll go to the, uh, the Super Bowl. Um, and we were all right. Um, it was... A win for the Rams, and it came down to one last offensive drive for the Bengals, um, and it was close. Uh, Jalen Ramsey looked like trash. Uh, let's be real. Uh, only you mean only against Chase? Yeah, but. If you're the number one, if, if you're, if you're, you know, as, as good as Jalen Ramsey claims to be, you should be able to lock down whoever the number one receiver is for the other team. I mean, that's. Uh, I, I give, I would say he had two bad plays. Yeah. Or yeah. one bad play, one play where he was just beat straight up. Yeah. And then, you know, the offensive pass interference that wasn't called. Yeah. But, yeah, that was bad. That was you know, bad. But. But he did, he in the in the yeah. the biggest moments he didn't look good that and yeah. and the big time your big time players have to show up in the in the big time moments and if if it wasn't for Aaron Donald we we would be having a completely different conversation because on that last play Jalen Ramsey got got and Jamar Chase was going for six and we would have a completely different conversation right now. But that's why it's a team game. So. It's true. It, 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 it worked. It worked. If, if I'm the Bengals, my first five picks are for the best available offensive lineman. That, that that's all I'm doing right now because that is the one thing that stopped them in this game. And to be honest, that was the one thing that kept them from having convincing wins throughout the playoffs. I mean, right. I mean, how many sacks did, 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 did they give up during this postseason? Like 15, I think. I feel like it's more than that because then they give up like seven. They get seven in one game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like he almost had enough for like some guys have a full season of sacks in just the postseason. But, yeah. And especially with somebody that is now, you know, has a, a significant injury history. Like you don't want, you, you want, you should be protected as possible. I guess one thing to look at it or another way is that I think Cincinnati is way ahead of schedule yeah. as a team compared to what many of us thought they were at the beginning of the year. Right. And it's, you know, we, we expected them to lose, but they put up a better fight than, than I thought was going to happen, even with um, the injuries to, uh, what's his name? OBJ. Yeah. Um, 
interesting conversation around that. Um, there's now a push that uh, that it is because of artificial turf um, that is leading to these excess knee injuries. Um, as someone that has had knee injuries and have been on especially these new turf things, remember what they used to be like, and I've been on what the new ones are. The new ones, I, 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 I do feel it in my knees. My knees don't feel so, so stable on them for sure. Um, but that's, I'm not in cleats, so I don't, I can't, it's not a, it's not a one-to-one -one comp. I'm, you know, I'm in tennis shoes running around on it, but I, I, I can see that my, my knees don't feel as comfortable on them as the, the previous generation of AstroTurf. Uh, but it also comes down to maintenance as well, I know, for turf fields. Um, but you would think that the, the field being used for the Super Bowl is, uh, you know, maintenance is you know, a high priority and there'd be, you know, zero imperfections out there, but uh, you never know. Something could have happened behind the scenes. Uh, but uh, Solo, what are your thoughts as far as the Super Bowl goes and everything? If you don't take the bottle. Oh. He's got a lot to say about the what Super Bowl, I apparently. That's how he feels about everybody on the Rams team not named Odell Beckham Jr. and Aaron Donald because they were the two. Well, I and Cooper Cup. I'll give. I got to give credit. Yeah, he was the MVP. Yeah, he. They were the only three people that actually looked like they knew what they were doing out there. There were times where even Matthew Stafford didn't understand or what like he knew what he was doing. Um, unfortunately. I think this was Cincinnati's one and only chance. Even if they do draft, even if they do draft a whole bunch of linemen, I don't think that they're ever going to be able to recreate the uh, postseason that they had this upcoming year, this last year. Um, I don't think that they'll ever be able to beat Kansas City again in Kansas City. Um, I don't think that uh, – You'll beat the Titans because I think that Chris, uh, not Chris, but what's the boy's name? The the quarterback? Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill? Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, that, the, the garbage man. The guy that, that stole 160 guaranteed dollars from Tennessee. Yeah, he wouldn't, he won't be there. Um, uh, as soon as his guaranteed money runs out, uh, and once again, they might line up with somebody like Buffalo. So unfortunately, yeah, they, they were ahead of their time. But I think that just kind of like how the Bucks were in the NBA last year, that was their one moment to seize that type of opportunity with the way that the matchup held out and everything like that. And uh, I kind of think that it's over unless there's a lot of reconstruction and turnover on other NFL teams that hindered them from being able to compete. Uh, that's just my my two cents. So does this uh, does this solidify Matthew Stafford as a Hall of Famer? This win here. <laughs> well, he just spoke for itself. Like, I mean, we can't argue it. It doesn't really matter. Like, uh, I mean, he will. He he's going to get in. But yeah. I th I, yeah. he's going to get in. He's getting in at this point. But do we believe? that he has the resume at this point to get in. Here's yeah, the thing. I mean, resume-wise, resume, resume wise, I think individual stats, meaning just touchdowns, yards, right. completions, all of that. A1, cool. But he, what, uh, he has I got, one. I got something for you there. Okay, but continue. He, he has, what, one Pro Bowl? And then this, this Super Bowl win. Which he didn't so, really play that well in. He just had a couple key moments. But I mean, over, yeah. overall, he was he did not look well in this game. Uh, but as far as stats goes, you know who actually succeeds him in most of the more, the most relevant quarterback stats? Matt Ryan. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and also Pro Bowls as well. He's mm -hmm. got three with compared mm -hmm. to one. Mm -hmm. uh, so. It's, hey, Matthew Stafford, damn blowing twenty-eight to three lead. So shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fair. 
That's fair. Different, different team, different, you know. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it doesn't matter. He didn't throw, he didn't blow an 18 to three, I mean, a 28 to three lead. Does not, doesn't matter. Hey, he, he almost blew his lead, though. Almost isn't the Against. same as doing it and not scoring a freaking point in the second half. If it wasn't for Aaron Donald and that uh, defense, uh, he definitely would have lost that game. Yeah, but um, it, it, not, not even that defense, just literally Aaron <laughs> Donald by himself. Aaron Donald probably should have been the MVP of the game. I know Matt Ryan's thinking about something right now. I bet you if he was playing Madden, when Kyle Shanahan was calling those plays, he would have hit triangle and he would have hit up on the low D pad for HB Hive. Just saying. I mean, if if the running back would have just blocked, you know. Well, the running back. Running. Well, if, if I saw a snapshot pre a pre a pre snap picture, he is looking to the other side of the line of scrimmage. He's the he's first of all he's on the same side as the blitzing. I think it was a linebacker, outside linebacker, whatever. Um, and he is literally looking to the opposite side of the field. He's looking to the left side of the field. He's on the right side of the field. He's why would you not check if you're if if he sets you up on that side? Why are you not looking to that side? Like that should be your priority. You should scan from from. I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know their 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 their, their protection uh, scheme, but I don't know. It just it just kind of didn't make sense to me. Uh, but we will we will move on um, to college basketball. Um, it seems like you know when when we were growing up that there was always that one dominant team, and they would they, they may eventually lose in the, in the tournament or they make a long run. But like there was just that one key team that just was running through everybody that was absolute favorite. These past couple of years seems like whoever is the favorite is only the favorite for about a week. And then what what do you guys think is con- uh, contributing to this parody in the sport? One and done. Well, not just one and done. Well, one and done's been around for like for for a decade now. More than that. But I mean, how many is, dominate? But no, the, the the, the parody's yeah, only the been the past couple of years. You, you don't need to go to a blue blood school in order to be successful. It's more beneficial for you to go to a mid-major or scatter your talent around and team up with other, you know, semi-decent guys and have a chance to make a run rather than loading up on talent like you do in football because, unfortunately, where, you know, there's, what, six, eight rounds in the NFL draft, there's only what two two in the nba so yeah it's like top 60. so the, the there's no more of the talent being in one central location you're spreading yourself out to give you a chance to give yourself to be a chance to be one of the 60 names called not so much of get an education and win a national title like they they don't care about that anymore so like that's why you see you know like alabama has recently been on the rise and Auburn and obviously you got your normal blue bloods like Kentucky, Kansas, Duke. But then that's why you have like a team like, a, you know, like a Murray State that's, you know, final rank. Shouts out to uh, Fairhope Alum. Got a chance to coach that. Um, and just, you know, all the other teams all over the place. You know, there's, there's just a lot more talent to be spread out over the NCAA basketball wise than there have, ever has been. Anything to add, Lamorse? No, so my my biggest reason why I say one and done, a lot of what Solo says is is correct. You can go everywhere or it's not going to be that big of a drop off if you go to a mid-major versus going to a Duke. But what you see now is that you can't build teams because your star power, if you were, you know, if you want to say that you're dominant your star power is leaving every year and that's constant turnover so you're going to have cycles of teams doing really well or you're going to have cycles where you're going to have a team like north carolina this year um to me they're just not what they've been in the past and 
you can contribute that to losing your head coach, but you know, it it plays a factor. Um, and then, of course, like he said, the spreading of talent um, elsewhere. Um, I don't think I don't know what the classes are looking like, but I don't know how many teams are really getting all of the top, you know, recruits coming out of high school anymore. Okay. And now, do you think also uh, the NIL deal, does that help um, as far as spreading out the talent? I, I can't speak on that solo. It definitely does more so on in the basketball realm than it does in the football realm. The reason being is that you know, now if I go somewhere and I market myself good enough, I don't have to be a, uh, I don't have to be a big name or make it to the NBA. Like if you capitalize on your likeness in college, especially like, you know, um, say like how a Tevin Brown is doing at Murray State right now, you're making yourself enough money where like, yes, going to the league is nice, but you're building up an amount that's very close to generational wealth if you do what you're supposed to do. With that, with that said, money. So, like, that's another reason why, you know, I say I don't feel like talent is pulling up because yes, you can go to Duke uh, if you start and you go to Duke. Yes, of course, you're on TV, you're on television. Like, it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to capitalize on your bike. However, if you're not good enough to start there or get a lot of playing time, it makes more sense for you to go somewhere like a mid-major or a lower-level Division One school and get your name out there. Hopefully you get some TV time, get broadcast, make it to the tournament and find a way to make some money. So if you do so, then yeah, you're making a bag. That's another reason why I think the NIL deal has kind of, you know, spread out the talent. Whereas in football, it's just made the rich richer. Well, here's the thing with, with here's the thing with that. Um, football, you don't see these guys' faces. Um, and I mean, even like the major, like I'm starting to see, I started seeing billboards, like local law firms using, it was using what it was using the Georgia, uh, D Lyman. I can't remember who it was. I think it was number 99, but I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. I have no clue who this guy is. You have, you, you're, it's literally the, the key part there is the, the image seeing you on a basketball court, you can see these guys' faces. You can see their personality in their face. So it's a lot easier to sell that, to market that. Meanwhile, these guys in the NFL, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the quarterbacks, the receivers, running backs, those guys are more easier to see because, you know, they're, they're at the point of But like these, these lower level, these lower level guys that nobody talks to, you're not going to that. So it definitely makes sense that the marketing is better um, for those smaller schools when it comes to basketball. So I'm not, you know, too up to date in terms of NIL for basketball players, but do y'all know of like a lot of players getting NIL deals? I know Paige Buckets is uh, signed with Gatorade, but yeah. outside of that, I mean, and good thing she signed that because she's oh, yeah. about a week after that she got nah, whatever. But you know that's that's life. I don't know what solo you could you could speak on that. Well, there, there are several guys that in in college basketball right now that have nil deals. Like you know, like uh, Pablo. I think it's, oh god, I can't remember. Paolo, excuse me, uh, the the Thanks. shooting guard that plays for Duke. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he played, yeah, that one. He plays for Duke. He actually has three NIL deals. Um, I mean, and then, like, so that's an example of somebody that has one on a in a blue blood situation. But now you look at, like I said, I mean, I know he's an outlier because his, his father is rich. But, I mean, you look at someone like Master P's son who uh, signed an NIL deal for $2 million from a tech company. And he plays for uh, Tennessee State. And then you look at Shaq's son. Um, Shaq's son, who is not the good one that plays for LSU. Uh, not Sharif, but Shakir, that plays on Texas Tech. Uh, no, sorry, not Texas Tech, excuse me, Texas State. He has an NIL deal 
uh, for several thousand, uh, several thousand, uh, hundred thousands of dollars. So, I mean, it's, it's weird how, I mean, I don't think basketball gets as much publicity as football and how it's kind of like under the wraps because I feel like, the in my opinion, the NCAA is suppressing it because they don't want it to see how big of a deal it's affecting not only football, but basketball and the other major sports in the game as well. But like I said, it's the world that we live in now, but I would severely love to be in, and like I said, one of those kids spots where it's like, I'm a millionaire in my own money before I even touch a professional court. Like look at, look as I said, like look at Bronny and obviously they're paying for not his name, but for his father's name. The kid hasn't even played a, a college season yet. And he's already worth $5.1 million in his own name. Mm. How many years is he, does he, is he a senior this year, right? No, he's a junior. He's Jeez. just a junior. Jeez. And he's already worth $5.1 million. 5.1. I feel like we would talk about him going to league for like five years now. <laughs> I mean, like I said, um, people don't believe in the hype uh, as much as I do. Like, I mean, I, I've, I'm kind of a, a brawny nerd, so I've seen the kid play. Um, I mean, the only thing that's going to hinder him is his size. He's he's legitimately he's his father without five extra inches. That's mm. what it. That's his only issue. He's six foot four. I mean, yeah, he's six foot four. Um, he has the vision. He's a, a way better shooter, but he doesn't have the ability to just bully and get his way to the basket like his dad did when he was in high school. He's all of the the distributor and the outside score, more so than the outside score. But uh, the inside game is not as dominant. But like I said, when you look at it for what the current NBA is, I think the best pro comparison that you're going to have for somebody like him, in all honesty, is going to be somewhere of a lower level John Morant all the way over to the side of the system where you uh Dan Williams was when he first came to the league. That's just that's my opinion. Okay. Where do you think he's gonna go for college? Um if he's smart, uh I really do feel like because John Shire is nothing more than an extension of Coach K himself, I feel like he's gonna go to Duke for a year. Um mm. uh, Unfortunately, I know his father's first choice would be what is it, Ohio State, but Ohio State doesn't have the the people around him or the cachet in order to pull that that sort of player that's mm. going to be good enough to I think booster his his status. What about um, what about UCLA? Really See, but here's the issue with UCLA. Um, I feel like UCLA only comes into play if you can get another high-level guard to play alongside him. Uh, in my opinion, uh, I think that the team up that you're going to see with those two in college would be him and Mikey Williams. I think that their games perfectly mirror each other. Where so, like, Bronny is going to be the distributor and the one that facilitates, kind of like how he is with uh, Amari, ba uh, Amari Bailey on uh, where he is in high school in Sierra Canyon. Mikey's going to be the one that can go and get you a bucket when you absolutely need it within and with, not within a system. So I, I, I really do think the best way to set him up is for them both to go to Duke where, like I said, the best coach, college coach in history, even though he's retiring, still has 100% autonomy and control of that program, whether people want to believe it or not. He just doesn't want to do the day-to-day the uh like the day-to-day -day operations he doesn't want to travel he doesn't want to coach on the sidelines but make no mistake coach k will be in every practice they'll still be running coach k's system like john shire will just be the face of duke basketball uh but coach k will definitely be the one that's pulling all the strings i would say honorable mention and i don't see it happening but you know if i had to choose a a team to go to or a school to go to in the next five, 10 years after Coach K retires outside of Duke, Michigan State with Tom Izzo um, or Baylor. I like, see, I like Bay, I like Baylor and I like the one that I thought you were going to say would be Kentucky. I like but, those But two. my thing, Kentucky's had the same culture for the past 20 years and exactly. it's still not working. Right. I mean, it's worked. It's worked one time. I feel you. What you're yeah. saying. It's worked one time. It hasn't worked over 
a plethora over like over a decade or anywhere like that. The only reason why I, I don't like Michigan State is because the issue that you have with Michigan State, they are often very, very good. Um, but when they're when they're bad and they're not jailing like they're bad. Yeah, they're bad. Like, they're really bad. Yeah, I think they, they I think they were losing by like double digits at some point today. I, was, I saw that game on Tackle Back. No, they were. Yeah. They were. And I mean, when you look at how everything else stacks up, um, the SEC is pretty much the best league in basketball right now. I mean, nobody wants to say that, but it is. Five of the consensus top 25 are SEC teams. And uh, Bama, uh, Auburn, Kentucky, uh, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Uh, So now you're looking at where the ACC, you have Duke and maybe some. That Duke. Just, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, 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 just, it's just got it right there. It's, 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 uh, unfortunately, definitely not Syracuse then, anymore. Like, no, nah, yeah. definitely not Syracuse. And then you look at the Pac-12. The Pac-12, even though that it's it's not riddled with top twenty-five pieces, um, they are unfortunately a really good basketball league. I think, in my personal opinion, the second best as far as the duration, or I'm sorry, not the duration, but the uh, the diversity of talent in in a league. Um, so I feel like the only place where he can go, if he goes to college, there's a, a strong possibility that by the time that this boy is a senior next year, um, they could be done with the one and done rule and change it to where if you go to college, you have to stay two years. Um, and he might very well be able to jump straight from high school and go to the league and make no mistake. Even though he'll be in his 21st season, some team that's a lottery team will choose Bronny just because they know that they're going to get LeBron for maybe a season to two seasons. Like that's that's just the way that it is. They'll they'll take a risk on a marginal talent because I don't think that he's a lottery pick talent as of right now. I think he can go to be, um, especially if he's not done growing and he can gain two more inches. If he's six six. Like, I think that you have, like, a LaMelo ball without the antics of a LaVar. And that's, like I said, I mean, that that's just me. Um, if he doesn't grow, I think that somebody will choose him outside of the top five just because you know you get your kid father for a little bit. Got to sell tickets. Exactly. Uh, quick jump back to the NFL. Um, in the... Amid the controversy that in lawsuit against the NFL, um, Brian Flores got hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers um, as oh wow, so as, the only team with a black coach. Hold on, we Darn. have two now. We've got uh, what's his name? Lovey, Lovey back in the Lovey Smith. He is he is a he is a placeholder <laughs> until next season. And we both, we all know that he will not have that job at the end of next year. But I mean, I think this he is gonna, will not I, have that job. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't. No. I'm not. I'm not. This is not what this this is about. I'm talking about Brian Flores going to the Steelers. Uh, first of all, yeah, that's a steal to get him as a position coach. It, I mean, that is huge for that. I mean. Shout out to the to the Rooney said, if you're just gonna not hire this guy as a head coach, we're gonna find a place for him on our staff. You don't want him. Like that's I think that's just stupid. I think I like the Rooney's um one the Rooney rule is named after the owners of the Steelers. Uh as is is the Pittsburgh Steelers just gonna be like just is that just where good black coaches are just gonna go now? Because that's where they only you know, place that seems to have their head on straight about that. Unfortunately. It seems like it's destined to be that way, so we're just going to have to be okay with it, I guess. My thing is, is that the Steelers or is that, you know, head coach? Yeah. Um, And I say that because 
if if he didn't have so much success and being consistently like a 10 win team would the Steelers be doing this probably not I mean I mean we could argue that uh, Marvin Lewis had a more successful career in uh, outside of Super Bowl wins but as far as like consistency in Cincinnati and uh, he still got let go. So, I mean, it's, I, th- I think it's also um, a commitment from the Steelers. I don't think it's it's just because he's doing, it's, I mean, another black coach in his situation where he's, yes, he's consistently winning and making to the playoffs, but he's not really making runs in the playoffs. Um, I, th- I think a lot of other, other franchises would have cut him by that point. I think some white coaches would have been cut for that as well because he's he is as good as he's doing. And I appreciate what he, at the end of the day, from a from a business standpoint, he has plateaued. Uh, and and though I do I do think that he's done nothing to lose his job, I could see knowing how the NFL works and how major sports work. I mean, look at look at Mark Richt. I mean, at Georgia, he didn't do anything necessarily to lose his job. He just he just never could complete it, you know, but it's a little different situation, but, you know, try it best to compare, you know, apples and oranges. Well, I only bring that up is because I just want to separate um, what a team does and what, you know, right. what your, your staff is doing. And, yes. you know, they, Give them credit. They are going and trusting whatever, you know, whatever he's recommending and, and hiring Brian or the likes of Brian Flores. But, you know, I think there's there's still more to it. Um, the same with Eric Bieniemy. Um, yeah. He needs a job. A head coach. Uh, he just he still has a job. Right. He's not he hasn't well, been let go, but he needs he needs to be elevated to a head coach. You are correct. Right. And uh, it, but if, if I'm the Hunt family in Kansas City. I'm doing all I can to keep him because I know Andy Reid's not going to be around forever and name him the head coach. If, if I'm, if I'm the hunt, like you want to keep this success going, have a conversation with the enemy and say, hey, look, there's going to come a point where Andy Reid needs to step down. We want you to step into that role. And if, and even, and come out publicly and officially name him the head coach and waiting. But yeah, I don't look I, how that went over. And look how that went over in New England though. Yeah, uh, bro. If you got an opportunity to get out, get out. Right? No, no. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, saying. I'm, I'm not saying for B enemy. I'm saying for the Hunt family, they need to find. They should find a way to lock him down to be the next head coach. That's what I'm. I'm not saying. As far as I mean, if if somebody offers that B enemy a head coaching job, yeah, he, why would he not take that? I'm just saying the Hunts should find a way to to, to lock him down. That's that's what I'm. I'm talking from the ownership side, not from the. The, the the coaching side right and I think even if you look back at what the Patriots did with uh, McDaniels um, you know it at least you secure some sort of backup plan right they're long enough um, after Belichick right. leaves yeah um, Leaves. I mean, that was part of this. If you off not, so give yourself a chance. So I, I think that they should, at this point, name, you know, head coaching waiting or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I agree with that hundred uh, percent. But uh, let's let's switch to something you know a little bit off the off the off the you know the the beaten path that we normally have. Um, it is uh, Black History Month. Um, would you guys give me what your top three sports movies that best deal with race and deal with improvement of situations? Remember the Titans for sure. It's number one. That's, that's, that's my Stop number it. one sports movie in general. So, I mean... All right, so what's the other it's two? Remember, it's, it's remember the Titans, Glory Road, 
Yeah, and, uh, God, what was the, the name? Oh my gosh, it's a um, Jackie. Yeah, it's 42. 42. Thank you. I forgot what yeah. it was. Yeah, it's 42. Not, not like, oh. not the Express. I mean, it's a the good Express movie. Was, yeah, it's a good movie, but it's like, it, it's not, it's not a Jackie Robinson biopic. Right. Uh, right. Fair. And it's like, in, in, in the face of football, I mean, it doesn't even compare to Remember the Titans. Oh, club, no. So. I, honestly, I would put Glory uh-huh. Road uh, as far as in the term, uh, terms of dealing with the reality of the time. I would put Glory Road above Remember the Titans. We're talking about historic. Well, yeah, I know yeah. no to the uh, to the late great. Uh, uh, Herman Boone, but they said that like that movie did not depict him the way that it was meant to at all. Oh, he he, he was hundred percent a straight asshole. <laughs> yes, like all he cared yes. about was winning football games. He did not care. He did not care about like you know like uh, bringing whites and blacks together. It's like as long as he won, he did not care. Yeah, <laughs> like so. But yeah, but Glory Road, no, it's a way better depiction of like you know, saying to, like, the current establishment in time, like, hey, we really don't care what you think. That's like, you know, these guys can go toe-to-toe with your guys as well. If only they could see, you know, <laughs> 50 years into the future and they could see, like, exactly what the NBA would be, they'd probably be like, it's almost like that meme where it's like, what would our founding fathers say if they could yeah. see the United States now? You freed the what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I always think back to the uh, the diner scene in Glory Road. Yeah, like I mean that it it literally just put it right out there. Like it was, it, I mean like remember the Titans hinted at it, you know, with the brick going through uh, Boone's window. But th- th- this was this was completely in your face and uh, the most honest, I think, telling of the situation, at least in a sports, you know, supposed to be feel good movie. Don't forget about the, the chicken blood on the wall. Don't forget. About oh yeah. Them. And the, and the motel. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. Like them spinning on them and like, you know, pouring drinks on them. It's like, yeah. like if that would have been Ron Artest, you know, I feel like <laughs> the whole university of Seattle's uh, Seattle's team or crowd would have had, you know, died of black eyes and whatever. So. So this, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I want to give some honorable mentions to uh, Coach Carter and Cools. Coach uh, um, Carter brings into a lot of racial dynamics, but I think in terms of the plight of, uh, um, of what someone in Black America may be going through as a high school or in those types of areas that it gives a good depiction and then like cool runnings. It's just a <laughs> cool, cool little Jamaican, like, yeah. you know, mm. shouts out to them. But, but yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with cool runnings. All right. Uh, anything else we want to jump? You got some of the Salem Wars? No, I, was just, I forgot about pride too. I was just looking at a list. Oh. I don't know if you've ever watched it about the no. um, swim team. Oh, Never, no, I never even heard about oh, that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. We're also forgetting one childhood cold classic. We're forgetting the Mighty Ducks. Uh, black kids playing hockey in the middle of South Central LA. That, that's the second, that that is, second one we'll specifically. Never. Yeah. <laughs> that never yeah, happens. That, like that literally never happened. <laughs> that, that has not happened. It will never happen, and for uh, for us to leave that out of Black History Month would be a travesty. Because because, <laughs> like yo, like you had black kids in Alabama out here in the street. Like oh my god, they're in LA they play hockey in the street. We should too. Disney lied to us. <laughs> oh wow, really? Disney lied to you? <laughs> Disney lied. No, that never happens. <laughs> Uh, uh, Lamoris, you want to give us an update on the uh, the MLB lockout situation? Uh, there is no update. They're still locked out, and they delayed spring training. So, um, oh, yeah. But good news, good news, does not affect minor league baseball. So 
you can I, you can still go see their games. Well, sure, but uh, minor league players are upset because they're saying uh, spring training um, for minor league players is still not going to be paid, so they're they're just oh. going to have to show up, come out of pocket. Mm. Um, and uh, the last meeting that they had, I think, uh, either yesterday or Thursday, was a uh, only fifteen minutes. So hmm. we're, that's, a, that's a that's a Brian Kelly meeting right there. Yeah, so making improvements. Uh, anything else we you guys uh, feel like we should talk about this week before we move on? Anything we'll be you- talking about this week All Star Weekend lineup. Like I'm watching this right now. I'm watching Giannis like blow a whole bunch of jump shots, and like this is disappointing. This man hit two out of twelve shots that he just took. I, I'm like, what what's going on right now? I got a question. Speaking of All Star. We know that the Pro Bowl is an absolute joke. Yeah, uh, I've I've seen more seen more contact in backyard football than I saw there in the Pro Bowl this year, which I didn't even really watch. I just saw the highlights and was embarrassed by it. Uh, do you think there would be high viewership for a basketball game with the the NFL All Stars? Uh, yeah, and have them mic'd right. up like the celebrity all star. Like have them mic'd up, and you can hear them. Just the only the only thing that you're gonna run into is that like y'all are gonna like select somebody like that, um, Matt, uh, uh, Matt Jones, or some like some unathletic, hey. pasty white guy, and Aaron Donald's gonna dunk over him. him. <laughs> Look, exactly. I've seen Zach Wilson dunk. I- I'm just saying, Lamores. That's I, oh, wait, wait. That's cute. I've, I've best, seen the best, them. Dunk. The best rookie, the best rookie quarterback, in, guys. The best in, in rookie five, quarterback. I said, give him five years. I knew he was going to be trash this year. He plays for the Jets. Let's be real. But anyway, that yeah. man faked injury, so he didn't break Peyton Manning's interception record, bro. Joe Burrow should have done the same thing. He wouldn't have gotten hurt. It worked out well All for right, him, Joe. Though. Yeah, exactly. Joe Shiesty is out here throwing down, and Mac Wilson, the only good thing about him is his mom. Yeah, Giannis's brother, um, Danisis, or whatever his name is, he is terrible. Holy right. boy, that boy is just <laughs> airballed. Boy, hot dang. Boy, over four. Just boy, JT, shooting. this look like you. Bro, this look like JT shooting for real. Wow, I don't even shoot. What do you mean? Like, how can you say it looks like I never shoot? I remember us going to the ring, bro. This like you shoot just like like JT point man thing, but like the little like the the little this just quick out of my head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he say he's clutch. He's a buzzer beater. Uh, boy, hit one shot. He's it's a buzzer so beater. I don't know what I. Am. All right, uh, I guess we'll move on to yeah. petty moment of the week. Honorable mention to all the tweets uh, from the NFL players towards Eli Apple after the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but you know they were smoking all sorts of Apple packs and um, whatever else, you know crazy i didn't even know you can make a bong out of an apple until like i saw like what's his name's tweet from the giants i was like dang bro they what did eli apple do to y'all um i don't we didn't talk about that eli apple was talking trash to like everybody um for the past couple of years like he called out the entire city of new orleans and their fans saying that they were trash um from when he was playing with the saints um he was he he is the most toxic like yeah. person in the NFL. Like he ruined the Giants locker room. He ruined the Saints locker room. You know, just nobody, yeah. nobody wants to be around him. He was talking trash um, against the Chiefs, I think, because uh, Nicole Hartman, um, the former Georgia wide receiver, was uh, taking shots at Eli um, and posting his ring saying, uh, it would be nice if he had one of those, but, you know, stay on the grind, come back next year. But, yeah. What do you got, Solo? 
my um my my pity moment can't be um can't be said uh fans is watching just know um clear your consciences out there people it's better to tell the truth than to live a lie it's better to live the truth better to tell the truth than to live a lie can't even look at some cities the same way no more bro sad day solo this is two weeks in a row stop it (laughs) stop it bad no (laughs) hey bro all i can do is out there all i can do is tell the truth bro try to hold people accountable even if it is subliminal and petty so mine is from colin cowherd um new york post try to uh try to get a uh a major hit um because obviously so many people care about the new york post uh but but they tweeted out a picture of Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt before the uh, before the halftime show, and they're like they're they're like trying to make it some big scandalous thing, and Colin Coward's like, yeah, it's Snoop Dogg in California, where it's legal. I might go smoke one right now before my show. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> See, man, like that's see, that's exactly why, like in Bama, y'all need to go ahead and just go ahead and go ahead and push that through legislation, because like you don't understand, like after practice, it would be a mean cloud in the teacher lounge, and then go right back to work. I promise you, but you ain't gonna be able to tell us nothing. I'm because it's gonna happen one day, and it, y'all better y'all better hope it ain't when I'm teaching, because it's gonna be like. I gotta go to the bathroom. Why, Coach Johnson? Because y'all getting on my last nerves. I'll be back. Bag of <laughs> chips in hand and a soda. I was just hungry. Apple too. <laughs> Man, Coach Johnson, did you have a jacuzzi while you were in the bathroom? What's all those bubbles popping? I have no idea what you're talking about, son. No idea what you're talking about. Get on the line. Uh, all right. I guess we'll move on to final thoughts then. Arizona State is in shambles. They need to go ahead and fire. What's his name? Is it Herm still coaching? Yeah, Herm, it's Herm Edwards. Yeah, yeah it's Herm, Edwards. Herm Edwards. You have your star QB, who's the only player on the roster that's worth anything right now. Uh, enter the transfer portal, and all of his teammates packed up his locker and told him to get the f out. Um, you're trash anyway. Um, wow. You know, you have probably See, that's your petty moment of the week, right? Well, yeah, that was going to be it. But I said an honorable mention of Eli because you know, I don't like Eli either. No, but who um, does. Yeah. But the fact that you have the worst recruiting class um, that you've, I guess, in the recent history for Arizona State, um, it was yeah. just terrible. Um, see, see, there's there's a difference between coaching high school, coaching college, and coaching the NFL. Um, and I think Herm Edwards is is better suited for the NFL. And coordinating with, I mean, I'm not saying he's, I mean, he, he had some successful years in, in New York. He, New York was a lot better when he was running them, not since then, except for I mean, Rex Ryan years, but that was kind of out of the ordinary anyways. But he, he was pretty successful. Um, I think he, the way he is, is better suited for, for uh, working with his players, not overseeing his players because there's a difference there i also think he's getting kind of old just yeah time. The, yeah the voice yeah yeah right Silla, what are your final thoughts um go watch uncharted it's actually pretty good saw it today it was worth it especially if you played the video game so see nice. i i thought that was Sony's way of setting up Tom Holland so that, hey, just come back and play Spider-Man for us forever because that's the only thing you're going to be able to do. Uh, but they were intentionally going to make it like be a palm so he would just be Spider-Man, be their golden goose for the next 10 years. I actually was pretty good. Um, I can't believe saying this out loud, but like, I'm excited to watch the Patton be bad. Like, I keep watching his previews and I'm like, bro, like, it looks so gas. And, like, we have a soccer game that day, so somebody's going to be sick. <clears throat> What's and that? By which, somebody, I mean, my son's going to be sick. Which one was that? My son's going to be sick. No, no, what, what movie? Huh? What movie was it? 
the Batman. Like oh, the, the Batman. Batman. Oh, like you're Robert excited Pattinson to see that? Playing Batman. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I thought I was going to be disappointed, but once again, I hated, I thought Ben Affleck being Batman was going to be the most terrible thing I've ever done in my life and was actually pretty good. Uh, the only thing, spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure that like this version of Batman dies at the end to set up like Batwoman uh, in the in the TV universe, which we all know how well DCU does with, with you know TV shows and movies. So we'll see Batman again in a couple of years. So it doesn't matter whether he lives or dies; it's going to be okay. Um, he's probably not a part of this. He's not part of the same timeline anyway, so it doesn't you know. They, they, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. No, it's a standalone. Well, I mean, they, 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 they've, yeah, they've no, they've done away with everything again. Like since, like they fired the guy, um, God, what was his name? The one that came out with Justice League. They've, they've then since, since fired the guy that played Cyborg and right, for the sure. director. Yeah, and they fired the, uh, the director of the uh, other Justice League movie, the extended one that lasted for four hours. That Zack Snyder. Yeah, I watched that thing five times. I it was, wasted a bit. It was so good. It was so much better than the original one. I can't stand the fact that they like, like they tried to be follow the Marvel way, and like DC is not Marvel. But like, also, Marvel they they tried to be they tried to be Marvel what Marvel is right now. Yeah, they Marvel wasn't Mar, the Marvel when it started was not Marvel right now. Like they built to that. And I, I, that's that's an issue with a lot. Like, same thing people are doing with these fantasy shows. They're trying to make it Game of Thrones at the end of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is not what Game of Thrones was at the end of Game of Thrones. You've got you can't jump to that. You have to build towards that. Right. So I mean, me personally, like I like the the, the dark, gritty, um, not so friendly superhero version of what they of what DC is. If you can do it and right. Like, if you can do that, yeah, right. you, because some like the Batwoman series on 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 CW, they're 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 trying to be great. Meanwhile, like Green Arrow was just great; it just was. Meanwhile, Batwoman is trying, and when you try to be something, that's it's disingenuous and doesn't look good. Right. I mean, so like me personally, I'm just at that point where I'm like, you know. I'm going to keep watching the standalones. We'll have like 15 different versions of Batman and I'll be okay with it. But I'm actually quite excited to see Robert Pattinson play Batman because um, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Ben Affleck's version of Batman was better than uh, Christian Bale's. And that's just me because of the fact of how he actually portrayed the comic book Batman, not a reinterpretation of what Batman was. So that's just my personal opinion. Uh, and my last final thought, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to Lamoris, is just what I said for my petty moment of the week. It's better to live the truth than it is to live a lie. So remember, your consequences of your actions will catch up with you eventually. So it's better to go ahead and tell the truth because the longer that you hold it in, you're going to make it worse on yourself. And go Saints. Uh, Lamoris, you already had yours, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Mine, uh, so like I said before, I was at Taco Mac today. Um, uh, TV closest to me was the Syracuse and Boston College game. Um, if we are trying to convince the world that college athletes actually go to class, don't have a trivia question up asking which player from these two teams if that his favorite book is The Cat in the Hat. I mean, like, what's wrong with the cat in the hat? Exactly, bro. That's that's yeah. that's, that's real deal disingenuous. Like, on, I like the too. cat in the hat. Dang. I, I, I'm not, but I'm saying to put that as your favorite. Like, it kind of when we're talking, we when we're talking about a Boston College player that their favorite book is the cat hat. I don't, I don't know. It just kind of, it kind of, you know. <laughs> Maybe he's holding on to his childhood and uh, trying exactly. to stay young forever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to be childish like Lamoris. You never know. Childish Limbino. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess before we get out of here, Solo, uh, what happened? What ha- uh, you guys won area, and then uh, what happened in the uh, the tournament? 
Oh, nah, bro. The fact that we only have one kid that can score from the outside was finally caught up with it. Mm-hmm. I hit it for so long, but anybody that watched film could realize it's like, I got a 15-year-old, that's my best player, and it, they finally figured that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like when you put two people on there, and literally my second best, the second best player that I had um, got hit in the mouth. He only had eight points. And then, like, and he's a big, so that's understandable. But, like, my second best guard had two points. No, sorry, five points, five turnovers. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't a good recipe. Ugh. Yeah, but the fact that, like I said, with this group, we did not expect to win area, let alone make the state tournament. And because we were like, well, we were 10 and 10 at Christmas, at Christmas break. And we ended off the season 8 and 12, which means we only lost one more regular season game and we lost the game in the tournament. Other than that, we won every game that we had. So had a winning record of your last 10 games. And next year, uh, fingers crossed, you got one kid coming back from eligibility, and then you got one that's more than likely going to transfer in. And if he transfers in, that's not tampering. I have no idea that is happening. I'm just being honest with you. Okay, uh, uh, Russ Probst, I didn't know about it, so I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, is that, like, if, 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 you're being, if you're being told something, I don't have nobody's phone number. I'm just being told that somebody might come through. Like, some, if that said person comes through, like, I'm, I'm going to the Final Four two years in a row. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, you know as they say, whatever it takes, that – uh, we'll get out of here. We'll see y'all next week.